morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on the Twitter machines at MFC2123. It is Monday, June 17, 2019, and at first glance, the Big Ten had one hell of a weekend. It was a ton of commits, and commits, it was a plenty. As you saw multiple schools get multiple commits, and you, know, you kind of look at around the, the league, and you say, wow, that couldn't have gone much better than it did this weekend. And we'll start off with Rutgers and Chris Ash adding a commitment for their 20 class in defensive tackle Isaiah Wright after an official visit to New Brunswick at 6'4", I'm sorry, 285 pounds. He's going to end up staying home and playing for what he is hoping is an up-and-coming program. Uh, Rutgers was the best option for Wright at the current moment, and he jumped all over it, which was not surprising. Uh, he had schools like Elan and Fordham chasing him, so I believe that Rutgers probably could have waited a little bit longer in Wright's recruitment to take the commitment, but I'm not going to lie, if you want to add on to the class and build some recruiting momentum, you do have to take some prospects like Wright, and I think Chris Ash has a general idea of what he's looking for on the defensive side, so we'll take his word for this one. Purdue added two members to their offense, and offensive center Josh Klattenberger and running back Tyreek Murphy. Klattenberger standing at 6'5", 285 pounds. He's a big, big boy right now, so probably will have to reshape his body just a little bit, but the size is definitely there, but Murphy is the crown jewel of the commitments for Purdue and Jeff Brom this weekend. He's a national top 25 running back in the class who had offers from Big Ten Powers, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, along with an LSU and a Notre Dame offer. So this young man was nationally recruited. Very, very good pull again for Jeff Brom. He's obviously shown that offensively he's at the top of the game with uh, among his peers, the coaching peers. However, Klattenberg... He didn't have many offers, how, but you know what? It's uh, not the worst thing. Uh, he's got some upside. So after obviously looking at what he had in the bank offer-wise, he had a bunch of max schools along with the Ivy League. I'm not concerned with those Ivy League scholarships that Clattenburg will not qualify because Ivy League schools, they don't just throw around scholarships. Actually, their scholarships aren't academic. The majority of them are, I'm sorry, they aren't athletic. The majority of them are academic. So when you see a young man with a bunch of Ivy League offers, it tells me that he's got a damn good head on his shoulders. Ohio State's Ryan Day hasn't had much luck with recruiting on the defensive side. And that might have turned the corner this weekend as they took a commit from defensive tackle Ty Hamilton, who is the current brother of Devon Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> Devon is actually a player on the Buckeyes currently right now. Uh, his brother Ty standing at 6'3", 250 pounds. So in order for Ty to be 
effective at the Big Ten level. You're probably looking at him potentially taking a red shirt that first year, adding on that big weight. If you know the the offensive linemen typically are weighing around 300 pounds, and you got to get closer than that. You can't give up 50 pounds. It's a huge difference right there. Uh, Hamilton had offers from all the schools in the conference. He could have had his choice of where he wanted to go. Uh, but aside from another offer from Kentucky, who is actually recruiting the Midwest and Ohio extremely well, uh, he didn't really have any other options. So uh, picking the best school in the Big Ten, having his brother there, knowing what's going on already inside the program, was a leg up for the Buckeyes, and Ryan Day took full advantage of that. Northwestern has had some surprising recruiting success this year, and Pat Fitzgerald and his staff continue to add on more prospects, this time tight end Marshall Long on Friday. The 6'4", 225-pound tight end out of Ohio had offers from Kent State, Ball State, Toledo, and a few others and the offer list isn't all that impressive. I think that Long was a guy that they liked. Pat Fitzgerald is very picky with his recruiting. And what Fitzgerald has managed to do is to find guys that fit Northwestern athletically and academically. But most importantly, I think he looks for that academic side first. Because, obviously, with the high-qualifying academic standards you need to get into Northwestern, you have to have the grades first. You can't make up grades. You can't mold the grades. You have to have them. And Marshall Long obviously has them, but you can mold an athlete. And at 6'4", 225 pounds, you can't buy that size. You can't make that size. So I think that Long is a solid addition to the class. However, it's not going to look all that great on the recruiting side of it when you look at you know, where he's ranked nationally, obviously his offer list, et cetera. But at this moment, you have to trust what Pat Fitzgerald and his staff is doing at Northwestern. So I'd say a solid pickup there for the Wildcats. Now, P.J. Fleck, have yourself a damn weekend. 14 official visitors this weekend and a hell of a lot of commits. Offensive tackle, Ariante Ursi. Cornerback, Benjamin Onwozu. Defensive end, Claude Larkins. Defensive back, Jalen Glaze. And defensive end, Melly Cruder. All committed to the Gophers on Saturday. That is six, I'm sorry, five, the six came yesterday, five commits in a day. Wow, wow. Uh, Ursay is the crown jewel of the weekend commits for Fleck at 6'5", 273 pounds. He's got the body to play tackle. Going to have to add some good weight without losing athleticism, but he can do it because that body size, he... 273 pounds, he looks lean. And when you have an offensive lineman that looks lean, already carrying 275 pounds, uh, the sky's the limit for those type of players. And although he only had Power 5 offers from Kansas State and Kansas, 
I think he outplays his offer list. I think this is a fantastic pickup, Ursay is, for Fleck and the Gophers. On Wuzu, a 5'10", 185-pound corner. Had some impressive offers, but none from the major players from his home state in Florida. Uh, he did have offers from Nebraska, Purdue, Indiana, and Missouri. So obviously he's a very solid player. And if he looks over to the other side of the locker room, he's going to see his teammate, Claude Larkins, who obviously is going to be teammates with him at the next level at Purdue. Uh, Larkins preps with Anuzu at Charmade Madonna Prep in Florida at 6'4", 230 pounds. Also had an offer from Michigan, Indiana, Maryland, Purdue. Couple SEC and Pac-12 offers as well. So you know that Larkins is a solid player. I think that schools look at that 6'4", 230 pounds and say, yeah, he's got the size. We can add on some solid weight, get him to about 260, 270 pounds. And this guy's going to wreck things. Florida prospects are highly sought after. And you should see Larkins making a solid impact on the defensive line for the Golden Gophers. Obviously, a couple more commits to talk about. Uh, we're looking at defensive back, another one, Jalen Glaze, also a Floridian. However, not a high school teammate of any of the commits. I had offers from Rutgers and Purdue, as well as Maryland, Georgia, and Texas A&M. So once again, a very solid get here for P.J. Fleck. A good measurables for what you're looking for in a cornerback, especially with wide receivers. You know, a lot of them being recruited more looking at the 6'2", 6'3", range. Uh, when you have a 6-foot-tall corner with solid hip movement, you're going to get a good one, and that is what Glaze is. Melly Kruder, he's an interesting story. This young man comes from Germany, and obviously Germany's not going to have the type of football that you're going to see in the United States. It's interesting because you're actually seeing a lot more international flavor in the collegiate game now. So it's going to be interesting to watch Kruder over the course of his career at Minnesota because, again, the, the prep in Germany, probably different. The coaching, probably nowhere near as good. So I think that the learning curve will be an issue. I'm not sure what the language barrier is at the current moment. You kind of have to assume that if Kruder is going to come to a school in the United States that he speaks at least a little bit of English. So I wonder if there's going to be a curve there as well. But it's an interesting prospect. Uh, he did have a couple other offers from Buffalo and UMass. But it's he's still a mystery. He's a, he's a wild card. And Kruder could be a player. And he also could be roster fodder at 6'3", 235 pounds. Nobody really knows what the young man is. And I alluded to it earlier. As P.J. Fleck added five commitments on Saturday, the sixth one came yesterday. And safety Michael Dixon decided to have his own little day on Sunday. The 6'185 pound safety out of Georgia 
Uh, only had Syracuse as his only other Power 5 offer. However, I'll tell you what, the football in Georgia, along with states like Florida, Ohio, Texas, California, the competition is immense. And I feel as if you like a player from one of those states, they fit what you're looking for, they fit your needs, you go after them, you get the commit. I think it's a solid commit. So I think that Dixon has the size to play safety and stick at safety. And if worse comes to worst, if he adds on more weight, Hey, you can move him down to a linebacker. So I like what P.J. Fleck did this weekend, and one hell of a weekend it was. Michigan State also had a solid weekend for themselves as Mark D'Antonio added two players. Defensive end Kyle King, a 6'4", 242-pound edge player from Indiana, uh, pretty much could go anywhere he wanted in the state as the Hoosiers and the Boilermakers were recruiting him along with you know, most schools in the MAC, And I think that King can make a solid impact in East Lansing based on Mark D'Antonio's history of taking lesser-known prospects and making them into big-time players. I think that all you have to do is look at, on the roster right now, Kenny Wilkes, very good player. Most likely Wilkes will get drafted this year. And guess what? He's the Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year. He was a walk-on, a walk-on for Mark D'Antonio. So that tells you all you need to know about how Mark D'Antonio has gone developing some of his players. They also added a kicker this weekend and Jack Olson from Illinois. The specialist had offers from other schools, including Indiana and a few other smaller schools. But anytime you see a specialist being offered a full ride, that means that they're a very solid player and that they will contribute at some point in time teams don't just with 85 scholarships teams don't just willy-nilly throw out scholarships to specialists typically you walk them on you gray shirt them you do whatever you can to avoid giving them a scholarship but when you see a scholarship kicker a scholarship punter on the team you know that they're damn well very good players mike loxley got his weekend started off right on thursday as i reported on friday with the commitment of bo Braddy. and although he just had two official visitors he went two for two on those as obviously Braddy was visiting this weekend and he got a commitment from running back ebony jackson the other official visitor for the terrapins this weekend jackson stands at six foot 205 pounds is the highest rated commit in the class for the Terrapins at the current moment. He is, he was, I guess, recruited by Tennessee, Alabama, which I'm not 100% sure if that was a committable offer or not. Old Miss and West Virginia, among others. Kirk Ferentz wanted to get invited to the commitment party as well, and he sure did, as this time, Kirk Ferentz added a few new players to his recruiting classes. Defensive end Yaya Black, the six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound defensive end uh, who had offers from Minnesota and Kansas State, along with some smaller other offers. But man, at six six two fifty, you can't teach that. And again, 
what Kirk Ferentz has done on his defensive line, very similar to what Mark D'Antonio has done, is they take the players, they bring them in, they develop them very well, and a good job done there. Quavon Matthews, Largo also committed to the Hawkeyes this weekend. The 5'11 slot wide receiver had offers from Southern Mississippi and North Carolina. Uh, Mac Brown knows his stuff. So if you're getting an offer from North Carolina, I'm going to go with it. Um, Largo, again, I, I think that uh, he has been unranked by the recruiting services. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up on those rankings. But again, I'm not big on the rankings. I'm more big on the offers. And if he was just starting to get offers from bigger P5 schools, which it seems like he was starting to do, I think this is a solid grab for Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes. A couple of notes on the hardwood as well, as Wisconsin added a couple commits to their class this weekend. As Twins, Jordan and Johnny Davis made Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard pretty happy man on Sunday as they committed on over the weekend. Uh, Johnny is seen as the better prospect, and it shows with his offer list. Uh, he had a couple of Big Ten schools recruiting him, Iowa and Minnesota, along with West Virginia, among others. While Jordan, he had a couple of in-state schools, the regional UWs in UW-Milwaukee and UW-Green Bay. Uh, The class now stands at three members. They should be adding a fourth is what guard will be looking at. Uh, Lauren Bowman is the other member of the class, so should be one more commit added to Wisconsin's hoop class of 19. But we'll uh, we'll see who that ends up being. But I'll tell you this, the Twins are very happy that they'll be playing – their basketball together at the next level. And then two quick notes on the diamond. Will Bolt has been named successor for Darren Erstad at Nebraska. Uh, Erstad, obviously, a former number one overall pick and alumnus of the Cornhuskers, uh, led them for multiple years, pretty much going to the NCAA tournament every other year in his tenure there. So Bolt will have big shoes to fill and, the biggest shoes to fill right now have been by the University of Michigan's Eric Backage. Backage was named the Coach of the Year, not the Conference Coach of the Year, the National Coach of the Year by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. And this award is nothing to be laughed at because the Big Ten, they don't get much cred nationally in baseball they just don't you're looking at acc you're looking at sec you're looking at pac 12 those are the conferences that get all the credit and for package to do what he did to improve the michigan wolverine squad to get them back to their first college world series since i believe 84 that's impressive not only that, they didn't just get there to get there and say, hey, we got to the College World Series. They beat Texas Tech. They're in the winner's bracket. Hell yeah, Michigan. Well done. It's tough for me to say that being a Buckeye alum, but very 
well done. It's great to see a conference representative not only get to the College World Series, but to have success in the College World Series. That tells you the direction that the conference is going on the diamond. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I know it was a long one, but there was a hell of a lot to tell you this morning. I appreciate you hanging in there. Once again, give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. Give the website a follow as well on Twitter at Two Cents Pods. Like us on Facebook, Two Cents Pods over there. And rate us and review us and share us on all your listening platforms. Have a great Monday, Big Ten fans.